welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 102, for Saturday the 26th of May, 2018. And 10 minutes ago, I finished the 10,000th word, or thereabouts, of uh, So Many Lies. So um, as predicted last week, I've written two days this week. I wrote on Thursday and today, Friday, when I'm recording this. On Thursday, I wrote um, <laughs> I wrote 552 words. You can always tell, by the way, if it's just over 5,000, that I was maybe not necessarily struggling, but it wasn't flowing really fast. So 5,052 words yesterday and 553 words today. So in both cases, the the writing's, uh, you know, fine, the story's fine, but it wasn't really kind of gushing on both days. Now, at the moment, I'm, I'm writing, as I always do, 5,000 words or thereabouts, and roughly in three lots of 1,700 words. And as I like to do, I've got sort of different um, time frames uh, in my books. I always like to kind of reveal things that have happened in the past as you're reading the real-time story. It's just just what, what I like. It's what I like in dramas as well. And um, I've really kind of enjoyed writing the, the bits in the past, if you want, the, the, the backstory, if you want, where you kind of learn the motivations and the lies that have happened in this plot in the past, the kind of things that mean that they are where they are. So I've really enjoyed those bits this week. I thought I was going to have trouble with them, but I haven't at all. And then it's the bits in the present. Um, It's been interesting this week because I've had to get my characters from the UK to this this island where all the action is going to take place. And I didn't want to get bogged down with details of the journey. So I guess why my writing's been sparser this week is that I, I, I haven't sort of done everything like out the door in the taxi to the airport from the airport on the plane I've done all of that I've I've taken small parts out of the journey because no one's interested in how they did this and that um so I, I've just missed sort of swathes and just made sure that I'm always focusing on the drama not on the he got in the taxi he drove off here and there it's all on the drama of the dialogue not on the actual travel but but over the course of, of the last two days writing I have had to get them from the UK to the island so I've had to create scenes that have taken place during the journey so they don't sort of instantly just appear um on the island so I've been very focused on on pulling the drama out of that. Now, now they're on the island. I've moved them from A to B, where they need to be, and we can just get on with the plot now, which is fine. But um, I think that's probably why the writing wasn't flowing. Um, we're now um, the actual word count. Um, the word count by days should be forty thousand words. That's why I should have had written by now. But in actual fact, because I usually overwrite, my current word tally is forty three thousand words. Um, 350. So we're almost kind of halfway and we will be halfway next Friday. So next week, um, I've got something on, on sort of Wednesday night, Thursday and in Glasgow. So I'm not writing next Thursday, but I am just writing next Friday, which is actually the 1st of June. So I will be at the 50% 
written stage next Friday. So we'll be halfway through the book, which is quite an exciting prospect. And to be honest with you, I'm quite pleased. Um, I'm just looking at my schedule, actually. You can hear me shuffling through it. Next week, I, I'm, I've only got one, one writing day. And the week after, I've only got one writing day. And then I get back to a, a sort of a 10,000-word week. I think after that, for the rest of the book... Oh, no, I've got another, I've got another couple of days when I'm writing. I, I, I get to a stage where I'm just writing 5,000 words a week. And, and that's quite a luxury. It's quite nice having that because it gives me plenty of time to, to think it through over the week. I've done far more words than I normally would at the moment. It was, was it last week was the 15,000 word week. And I, I find that quite intense. You, know, you have to have a lot of ideas very, very fast. So I, I do like to have breaks in between the writing if I can. But I've got two weeks now of just writing 5,000 words in a week, which is, which is great. It's going to give this story, um, now I've got them where I need them to be. It gives me some more thinking time um, around the plot. But it's all, you know, I'm happy with it. It's all set up right. All the little bits and pieces that you need in a thriller, all the little clues, you know, all the little things that you have to drop all the time, all the possibilities, um, all the doubts, all of those are sort of coming thick and fast. And now I just, now they're on the island, we just need to let it all play out. So looking forward to doing all of that. Um, in general news then, uh, you'll be aware that this time last week, I was heading off to Bristol for Crime Fest. And I, I felt with Crime Fest, I was in, interviewing Rachel Amphlett for her last interview. And she'd said that she was coming over to the UK for Crime Fest. And, and I had been thinking, well, I need to go to Harrogate Crime Festival and, and, and Crime Fest in Bristol at some point. I need to check them out and just see if they're, they're worth me attending. So with Rachel going down, I thought, oh, what the heck, let's go down to Crime Fest in Bristol. Now, I had originally booked to be there for four days. So I think originally I was going to fly down maybe the Wednesday night or the Thursday morning, something like that. But I was going to be there for absolutely all of Crime Fest. And then when my when it got closer to it, I don't really look forward. To, I don't mind being away from home from a night or two, but I don't really like runs of four days. I don't particularly enjoy that. It's a, it's a long way to be away from home and, and, and a long time to be in a hotel. So as we got closer to it and I got a, a, a better idea of what I needed to write and when, I just thought, mm, actually, four days is a bit much for this. Let's just go down for two. So I, I flew down last Friday and I, I flew back last Sunday and got a full two days of Crime Fest. I really just wanted to give you my feedback um, on it because it's the first time I've been to this event. And I know another of the crime events that has been recommended to me is, is Harrogate. Now, I'm not going to get to Harrogate this year for domestic reasons. I think I've got kids coming home that week and other, other things going on. So I, I can't physically make it this year. But Harrogate is also on my radar, particularly as a crime thriller writer. I, I need to be clocking these festivals and assessing their value to me. Now, um, let me tell you what I thought of Crime Fest. And I have to say that, that my, my kind of big picture is, is that I wasn't massively impressed. Now, um, I want to qualify that because that's nothing, that's no reflection on the event itself. That's a comment on its value, uh, its value to me. So uh, the, the event was absolutely fine. Um, so what I would say is it very quickly struck me that this was going to be a, it's a traditional event. And by traditional, um, Obviously, I go to Alliance of Independent Authors events. I've been to Amazon self-publishing events. These are self-publishing events I've been to. And 20 Books to 50K, which I always touted as the best self-publishing event that we would all go to. And I think we pretty well, uh, th those listeners who went to it, I think pretty well agreed that it was a really good event. And I said after the 20 Books 50K event that 
uh, I, when I was in the room with people there. I, frankly, I could have talked to anybody in that room and we would have been all on the same page, all trying to achieve the same thing, pretty well all self-publishing, self all marketing, all aware that we had to do the work. And, and that's what I got from 20 books. So I, I've never felt as strongly as I did at 20 books that I was in the right place with the right people. Now, when I, I went to Crime Fest, uh, it immediately struck me um, that it was very traditional. So Crime Fest runs on a panel basis. So you have a person, you know, all the writers up on a stage behind a, um, a table, um, usually four writers plus a, a host uh, at the table, all mic'd up. So it's all done very nicely. So you can hear it and see everybody and all of that stuff, all, you know, all presented very nicely. And then they had, um, I think it was three three hotel rooms big kind of conferency rooms and you pretty well you got the agenda and you just went to the the talk or the debate the discussion that you wanted to go to but I, I immediately realized that this was very traditional I can't remember what the first talk I went to was but it was very much uh, you know polite introductions to authors and saying what books they had written and they were all traditionally published and the other thing and you know this is really the, the, the pot calling the kettle black in that um, it was very middle class. Uh, you know, so here am I with my posh southern middle class accent uh, 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 saying it was middle class. But, you know, that's not a criticism. It's a comment. It was very it was very traditional and it was very middle class. That's not that's not a criticism. It's, it's, it's a comment. And my other comment about it was is that it's more for readers than writers. Um, you know, to me, this felt like a bit of a fan fest. So people um, who, who went there were there to listen to authors talk about their writing, their inspiration, their characters, their process. It wasn't really, it didn't feel to me like it was geared towards writers. Now, there was one indie panel tucked away at what I call hangover time on Sunday morning. So it was 9.30 till 10.30 on Sunday morning. Um, the night after everybody had been out for a meal. And I didn't go to the meals. This is another thing I have to qualify this, is I didn't sort of get involved in all the meals at all and the whole thing. I just kind of turned up and I went to two days worth of uh, presentations and just picked the ones that I fancied. So uh, my assessment is, is it was all very well organized. Uh, you know, it was great. There were uh, places to get tea and coffee, to sit, to have conversations, plenty of seats. You could hear everybody, see everybody. They had some really good sort of panelists on. If you love your crime, they, they, you know, there were people sort of immersed in crime. But I, I would have to say that my view of the weekend was is that I wouldn't go again unless I was on a panel or I was meet, I had meetings down there. That was my kind of my view of it. So a little bit like the London Book Fair in that respect. That you know, very nice if you know people there, and I did know people there and, and met people there that I know, which was nice. Um, some people that I'd interviewed on the podcast or, or just who I know through writing, but it was not uh, an independent authors event. Um, it was primarily for readers rather than writers. I felt um, the the indie panel was tucked away on a Sunday morning, which of course um, I attended, um, and. Uh, the one thing that really struck me about the whole thing is how great Lee Child was. So they had Martine, Martin, is it Martine, Martina Cole, Martine Cole, and uh, Jeffrey Deaver there. Um, uh, but but Lee, Lee Child was kind of the guy. It was really good to see really huge authors talking. So I, I did enjoy that element of it. I don't think I've ever seen really huge authors talking. But the, the one I got most value from and the one I was most impressed with was Lee Child, who just 
you know, kept sort of spouting great words of wisdom, as you would expect somebody who's written, I think it's 22 books. And he got an award there because he's just sold so many books. I think he sells a book every eight seconds or something was the statistic they gave. But I mean, you know, what a, a lovely uh, sort of accessible uh, guy he was as he was walking around, people taking photos, people talking to him made himself very himself very available i i kind of got the most value from when he was doing talks lots of pearls of wisdom um from lee child and obviously great to see you know a huge author like lee child um there I, i've always been interested in lee child's story because he worked for granada tv which is a, a northern tv company which i did some work experience for um many years ago when i was trying to get into journalism so i'm aware of granada they had um an office in my local town and i know that lee uh, i think in part of his career was working for granada and was made redundant um, from there so i've always been interested in his story um and, and clearly he's had quite considerable success so a lot of value from lee child now um so, so my view of this was you know perfectly all right as an event great great for readers um Fabulous. There were a lot of authors there who were using it as a meetup, but they were traditional authors. Uh, you know, the trad authors were meeting agents and things there, and, and, and they sort of got off into their little huddles and things like that. But for an indie author like me, as I am at the moment this year, it didn't feel like there was a lot in it for me. And I'd sort of ascertained by the Saturday morning, you know, actually, I probably would have been rather at home writing this weekend rather than doing this huge journey and having, and having to go back again. But I'm very happy that I went. Uh, as a crime thriller writer, I need to check these events out. Um, as I say, none of this is a criticism of it. It's, it's really an assessment of its value to me. And what it made me resolve to do was to go on, make sure I'm on the waiting list for 20 Books Edinburgh, which is the next 20 books uh, to 50, was it 20 books to 50k events, which is happening in the UK next year. Because it just made me think, well, that's very much where I belong with my sort of brand of indie author. Now, what I have done, because I don't want this to be construed as a criticism of the event, because it really wasn't. Um, I'm going to put a link to Alison Morton's review of the event. And Alison, uh, I, I met and spoke to there. So I, I, said, I met several people that I know down there, but not, but I say several people, maybe about six people I knew. And I'd gone specifically to meet Rachel Amphlett. It was lovely to meet Rachel in person, to meet her, her partner as well, who's also writing, had some lovely conversations with them it was so it was you know it was great to catch up with those people i had conversations with several uh, former guests on this podcast who were attending and uh, and also with a couple of indie authors that i knew down there um but as i say you know it was not the same kind of event that a 20 books event is and that's my preferred place to be now alison uh, who i also had a chat with while i was there who's an indie author uh, she was on the panel on sunday morning alison has written a completely sort of alternative view she's very pro the events if you want to get uh, balance because you're only hearing my side of it please make sure that you read alison's review because she has a very different viewpoint but for me um you know i value my time away from the house away from my wife and my kids um, and so my, my sort of comment and assessment of this is, is that it, it, it was a lot of expense. You know, I had a couple of, uh, was it two or three days worth of hotels, plane flight, hotel parking, you know, meals away, all of that sort of stuff and travel. And it's not something that I would go to again, uh, unless, you know, I end up traditionally published or having agent meetings down there or publisher meetings or something like that. That to me seemed to be the key value of it or, if you were a reader and you just wanted to see your favourite crime author, you just couldn't get enough of crime. There were a lot of readers in the audience. 
Um, so, you know, perfectly enjoyable, very pleasant uh, weekend. I, I'd forgotten how uh, beautiful Bristol is. Um, some beautiful buildings in Bristol. I had my dinner out in the sunshine on, I think they, they call it Cottage Green or something in Bristol. Absolutely gorgeous weather. Uh, you know, a lovely flying weekend, no no flight hassles or anything like that. So a perfectly pleasant uh, and enjoyable weekend. You know, absolutely no sort of moans about it. Um, I just think that when, when you're in business, this is a business expense. This comes out of my business income. Um, and, and it cost, what was it, 180 for the ticket. Uh, I think I paid 180 for the hotels, although I only took up two nights of those hotels. Uh, you know, 40 quid for parking, 80 quid for meals and subsistence while I'm there. You know, you're looking at roughly 500 quid out of business income. That's a cover. That's a Stuart Bache cover, as far as I'm concerned. So everything has to earn its place if you're spending money on it. So whilst I was very happy to spend that this year, to take it out for a spin and give it a try, next year I would have to have a very pressing reason to go to justify spending that 500 quid out of business income. Um, but as I say, I, um, I think, have I told you that I cocked up 20 books to Edinburgh? I can't, I can't remember if I've shared this on the diary yet, but I cocked it up. So Craig Martell said, we're releasing the initial tickets. You've just got to uh, commit to 25 quid to say you're coming. In whenever it is, is it June, July, two thousand and nineteen? It feels a long way away, and so um, I know that it's. I, di I didn't want to go for the seven days, and they've got accommodation for the seven days. I don't want to do the writer writer retreat stuff. I've no interest in that stuff at all. Um, but I very much want to go to the two days at the weekend, which is effectively what we did in London earlier this year. That's I really want to be there for that bit of it. And I know that Edinburgh can cost a fortune for hotels. When I went to Poland with my youngest child last year, it cost me as much for one night that we had to do overnight in Edinburgh coming back from the airport as it did for a whole week of hotels in Poland, which I really resented. So I thought, right, before I book the ticket and commit, I'm going to get the hotel sorted out. Um, and I, I had a quick look at the booking page and I misread it. And it was, it was £225, I think, for the weekend. And I, it crosses the line. So it's 225. I don't think it had a pound symbol in front of it. And then it's Great British Pounds on a separate line. And I read that as places left. So I thought, oh, loads of time. Let's sort the hotel out. And then I'll come back and book the ticket. Well, of course, you know, I never, Paul never reads the small print and, um, the tickets had all gone. So I contacted to say, have we got a reserve list? I think there is going to be a kind of backup reserve list. Um, when, when it comes to collecting payments in January, there'll be people there who've changed their plans and can't do it anymore. So hopefully some tickets will come up and there'll be a reserve list. So at the moment, I have a very reasonable hotel booked for 20 books to Edinburgh, but I don't even have a ticket. I can't even go yet because I haven't got a ticket. And if push comes to shove, I can commute it from here. It's only an hour on the train from here up to Edinburgh, so it's not a problem for me at all. But I'm hoping that I can get to 20 books to Edinburgh. And I resolved even more to go to that event, having been at quite a traditional event in Bristol over the weekend. It just made me really see the, the huge value from a 20 books event. Now, you know, it's up to you which events that you attend. But I definitely felt like I was in exactly the right place at the 20 Books event that I went to last time. Right people, right place, right audience, right talks, you know. And, and it, it tells you something. I took um, I took a notebook to write notes in. I didn't write any notes over the weekend. I listened and I was very interested to listen, but I didn't take any notes. So that, that really tells you everything you need to know. When I went to 20 Books to 50K, I think I took half half my notebook, I think, that they gave us there. Um, was was full of notes 
And that's what I say about the value to me personally in the business. I was extremely interested in hearing the talks, very entertained by them, um, but I did, but I didn't take anything from it. Um, I, if I go to a, a weekend event, I want to be filling up a notepad with ideas, inspirations, things I can do to improve. Uh, and if it doesn't give me that, then it's just, frankly, I might as well go to the cinema. I'm, I'm there for entertainment, not for business. And being there for entertainment is perfectly reasonable, but I, I want to go for for business if I'm spending that money and that time away. So that's Crimefest in Bristol. Please read Alison Morton's review on the resources page for this week because it will just give you a, an alternative viewpoint because I don't want to diss the event, but I do want to give you my honest feedback about it. In other author news this week, I interviewed Barry Hutchison on Monday evening. Now, when I was up in Scotland, I think it was March, wasn't it, uh, when I went up for a week in Scotland, I was trying, uh, Barry and I were desperately trying to synchronise diaries and we, we'd actually got a place at a time. And I think one of his children was ill and he had to cry off at the last minute. So we didn't get to see each other in person, which was unfortunately in March. But we did, I'm pleased to say, get our interview recorded on Monday evening. Really, really good interview with Barry. I mean, he's written um, 80 plus books. He, he writes or he has written um, and been published traditionally uh, with children's books. Um, phenomenal number of books. But um, I was astonished because I really pushed him on the numbers about and, and I, I felt free to push him on the traditional numbers because I knew that there was a success story coming with the self-publishing later. So I didn't mind, you know, dw dwelling on the difficult bit because I knew there was a really good news story coming at the end of it. And uh, Joy, it's astonishing. It's astonishing how little was earned from having 80 books traditionally published. I just, I, I've heard the stories before, but until you sort of talk to somebody about them and they tell you how little they earned from traditional publishing, in spite of those books, and Barry's written for telly and he's written um, comic strips for the Beano. And I said to him, um, you should be in a mansion surely by now. And <laughs> to which <laughs> we got a laugh and said, yeah, you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Um, so, you know, really, if, if, if you aspire to be traditionally published, if you think that's the holy grail, um, you know, or maybe you're you're thinking all these traditional publishers are earning more than me in self-publishing. Just listen to Barry's story. Um, absolutely amazing. I'm so pleased that he's doing really, really well now as a as an indie author. It's been a complete revelation to him. Now, uh, that interview runs on Monday the 18th of June. Monday the 18th of June is the date for your diary for that interview with Barry Hutchison. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed chatting to Barry. I'm pleased that we could catch up at last. I just wanted to remind you, if you're in the northeast, that I'm going to be at the Amazon Academy event on Tuesday, the 5th of June. That's taking place in Newcastle. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not there as a best-selling author. I'm there representing the Alliance of Independent uh, Authors. So um, I I'm kind of there uh, along with the best-selling authors. I'm not quite sure who they'll get in the northeast, actually. Uh, but I, I really want to go to that event because the northeast is my patch so for instance i'm doing some work with new new writing north yeah new writing north which is an agency i'm extremely interested in that's based in newcastle i was very pleased to see that they were promoting the amazon event in their newsletter yesterday so for instance i'm hoping that there'll be some representatives from that organization there so i can do a little bit of networking while we're over there but newcastle is very much my part of the world so manchester is two hours from here Newcastle is one hour. So one, uh, so sort of Newcastle is, is really my patch. Now, Glasgow and Edinburgh are also an hour away, but really Newcastle is kind of northeast. It's it's where I would look to um, for my kind of writing contacts, I guess. So um, if you are in the northeast, I hope to see you at that Amazon event uh, on Tuesday, the 5th of June. 
Uh, and um, just to let you know, I'm not quite sure. I know, where was it? I think it was Edinburgh. Some, one of the talkers was uh, late. So I, I kind of body doubled for him and filled in the empty chair. So I was busy most of the day. But I think usually at these events, I think I'm usually only on for the introduction, which is literally to say, hello, I'm Paul, I'm from Alliance of Independent Authors. And, and then I, I think I do one of the talks, and I, I can't remember which one it is. Um, I haven't had the details confirmed yet, um, but there's also another Amazon event uh, going on in the room next door. So um, j just to warn you, I, I might, if I can slink off, I, there's another Amazon event that I also like to check out when I'm there. So I might have to slink off while I'm there, but I'll, I'll just give you forewarning of that. But, um, uh, but my, my obligation, my commitment might need to be to the full sort of Amazon author event, in which case, um, that's what I'll give it. Um, but that's, that's only in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Is it two weeks? Let's look at my schedule. Oh, there goes the phone on the floor. Excuse me. When I wreck the office. Um, yeah, it's only in a couple of weeks. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, on the 31st of May, which is next week, I'm not going to move again because I seem to knock everything over when I do that um, and check my check my diary. But it's the 31st of May, which is, I think, is it Wednesday, Thursday of next week off the top of my head. Uh, so Who to Trust is released. Now, that would have been released at the beginning of May, but we'd, we'd had some pro problems um, with having to change editing times and arrangements, if you remember. So um, it's been sat there ready to go for ages on, on pre-order. Um, so that will get released, and I'll have forgotten all about it because I'm in the thick of another book at the moment. But I, I did want to just let you know that I've had, um, well, at the last count, when I looked yesterday, I'd had 47 pre-orders for that book. And that's nothing to get excited about. But I was quite pleased that those were organic pre-orders. I haven't thrashed it. I haven't done any pre-publicity for it. It's just been sat there waiting for pre-release. Pre um, and those are 47 organic orders. So where, where I assume those have come from are from Amazon sending out emails saying that, that the book's going to be available soon or from just people checking me out and seeing me talking about it. But I, I haven't really done any promotion. Now, those pre-orders, that's 47 pre-orders at uh, 99 pence or cents. So let me just get the calculator out and see what that is. So at full price, that will be the <laughs> the great launch total of £46.53. But I get, what is it? It's 35, is it 35%, isn't it, when it's 99 cents? So you share that by 100 times 35. I'm going to make the princely sub of about 15 quid out of that great launch day sort of pre-orders. So it puts it in context, I think. But, you know, in a very small way, that, that feels good to me because um, I think the last pre-orders I had, I think the most, and again, you know I'm terrible with this. I just write the books and release the things. Um, and then I do I do my occasional promos with free books and things, and people find me that way. I don't really, you know, do, I know for my sins I don't do much more than that. Um, but uh, the, fifth, the 50 that I'd got for the grid one, I think I'd thrashed that quite a bit. So we're almost at 50. We may be 50 by the time we get to May 31st. You know, it's, it's roughly 50. So I've got the same number of pre-orders as my inverted commas record without having to thrash it. So that that feels in a very small way like organic growth, we we have to we have to take these little uh, sort of successes and claim them as our own <laughs> to stop us from bursting into tears. So, um, I got the last cover designs from Stuart Bache back this week. Um, so, if you remember, I'm I've got a sort of job lot of three covers with Stuart, 
And that's going to cost me 900 and something pounds for the three covers. It's a lot cheaper to get a trilogy done. So we've done the first cover. I picked the style. And now I've got the other two covers back in the style. Now, one of the covers, I said, yes, that's absolutely great. Love it. The other cover, the third cover for the third book, I didn't like. Um, so I did like the colours. The colours of the styling are all, all, all great. I didn't like the, the image. So they've got sort of photos of, of, of wistful sort of uh, females on them. And uh, the reason I didn't like the image was... It was for a funny reason, actually. Was, you know, everything was right except this one thing that really bothered me. Um, I couldn't work out what was going on with the with the model's hair. It looked like she'd got like a a pillow full of air on her head or something. It was just I couldn't work the hair out because it was in silhouette, and it really bothered me. And I thought if I'm sitting there trying to work out, well, hang on, that's a face and that's a hair. She's got huge hair. I thought if I'm sitting there trying to work that out, that's not really a very good cover. So I said, can we? Can we do that one again? And you know everything's right except the image. Just find me a different image of a of a, of a woman looking wistfully um, uh, on the cover. So, uh, so Stuart did that. Came back within a couple of days. He actually gave me two versions of a new photo, and I liked the second one, which he, which he'd also agreed with. He, I, I did ask him to steer me. You know, I always ask when I when I've got um, cover artists. I always say, you know, if you think I'm making a terrible mistake, please let me know. Um, you know, because I, I don't know anything about this, and you do. Uh, so we've got the three covers now. Uh, they will come back. I'm actually pleased that we're the end of the month because I'll, I'll be able to pay for them when the bill comes in now. Uh, it's always best to bill, give me a bill of £1,000 at the end of a month. Um, so, so the bill will get paid now, which is good because all the Amazon, Amazon payday is at the end of the month. So the, the money will be in there now. So that's good. Um, so the, the final cover designs are in. Uh, and I will, at some point in the next couple of days, next week, presumably, I'll get the final covers done, which will be suitable for, you know, Create Space Ingram Spark for, uh, what is it called? Uh, you know, ebook. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, hopefully I might get a few promo 3D covers as well out of that as part of the deal. So uh, that's all very exciting. Now, um, when I get those covers, I'll have to decide, I'll have to decide what I'm going to do with them, whether I'm going to change the covers just on Don't Tell Me. Because when you look at my Paul J. Teague author page, all my books look really beautifully branded at the moment. I know they're not perfect covers, but they do look beautifully branded at the moment. They all look the same. And there's a lovely row of my thrillers there now. They, they look good. Um, you know, they do look good, even though that there's limitations in my design. And so what I'm thinking of, I'll have a think about it, but um, I might try the covers. I might go wide for three months, try the new covers on, uh, say, what's it called, Draft the Digital, and maybe Ingram Spark. Because another thing I've been thinking about, this is actually something that came from the weekend, the Crime Fest weekend, and this is why no event is ever wasted, because it makes you think. I did wonder about putting those really nice Stuart Beige covers on Ingram Spark versions, and then seeing if my local Waterstones would stock them um, as a local author because I've heard so many people sort of saying that Waterstones do have a policy of doing that. And I know it's locally applied, so they might tell me to take a hike if I go to my store in Carlisle. But I did think, mm, that'd be quite nice, that. I've got really nice covers on those now. Um, you know, really kind of classy covers done by Stuart, who is a professional and has done traditional covers. Um, you know, so they're, 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 as, they're as good as they're ever good to get. It's not Paul's amateur design on them anymore. And I did think, mm, I might put those on Ingram Spark, you know, and, and go to my local Waterstone and see if I can get my books in Ingram Spark. Um, just because the Don't Tell Meg series are the ones that are sort of flying and doing well at the moment. But I'll, I'll let you know what I do with that. But um, 
I am going to use the cupboards, but I'm in two minds about how I use them at the moment. So I'm, I'm thinking it through. The other thing I'm thinking through, and remember this, you know, this diary, you get me thinking aloud. I share pretty well everything with you. So I always reserve the right to completely change my mind and do a, you know, a 300, uh, was it 180 degree turn, um, you know, next week. But, um, you know, the other thing, uh, the other thing I've been considering is taking Don't Tell Meg off, uh, KDP Select, putting it wide and then sending it to, uh, what are they called? Bookbub. When I, when I, in a month's time, when I can submit to Bookbub again, putting the new covers on, making it go wide and, and sort of offering Bookbub something considerably different from last time, just to see if that tips the scales and gets me another Bookbub. So these are just things that are all kind of whizzing around in my mind at the moment. I had a couple more responses to my episode 100, which is where I was giving you my sort of 10 thoughts on self-publishing. And I just wanted to thank uh, Patrick Sheriff and uh, Karen. Is it Bonfiglio? I hope I haven't got that wrong, Karen. So Karen Lewis Bonfiglio. I've probably said that incorrectly. I do apologize if I have, Karen. But uh, thank you both for uh, contacting me. They were they were kind of um, private letters. They weren't uh, on a blog or on Twitter. They were sent as, as personal messages. So I won't go into the detail of those. But both uh, Patrick and uh, Karen uh, wrote detailed responses. And I just wanted to say uh, thank you very much for taking the trouble to write those responses. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I kind of, you know, I always note the, the comments. Uh, again, in many respects, this is, it's a bit like um, going to your, your psychotherapist uh, doing this this diary because you get to hear, uh, you know, my thoughts, my processes. If I'm sort of feeling a bit down about something, you, you tend to hear most of it, to be honest with you. And then <laughs> some of you very kindly write back to me and play the role of therapist, which is I guess, quite amusing, I suppose. I, I'd pay hundreds of pounds for this kind of therapy. But, you know, I, I do appreciate it. People, you know, reach out quite often and say, um, you know, make, make, make comments about either books and things like that, but I appreciate it. Um, so thank you for that, both of you for getting in touch, but I won't read those comments because they were sent, um, you know, privately rather than publicly. Uh, but I do appreciate uh, it when people get in touch. And with that said, just a reminder, um, we've actually clocked up um, several more Patreon supporters for this podcast. Um, Parts is in response, I think, to episode 100, uh, but also uh, the fact that until the end of May, when you sign up, you get free access to my online courses. And then that's going to end what's next week, isn't it? So if you're thinking about it, you better jump on board right now. When you become a Patreon supporter, you get my uh, self-publishing academy course and my how to use vellum on a PC course. It's bundled in. If you go, if you join Patreon and start to support the podcast, um, you get a kind of private post in there. And the private post gives you a special link, which means you can sign up and not pay anything for those courses. So it's just a short term uh, promotion that I put on till the end of May. And uh, if you would like to jump on board with that and become a supporter of this podcast, it would be very much appreciated. And thank you very much uh, to those listeners who have uh, joined the team uh, and started to support this podcast via Patreon. We're actually now um, covering or, or over covering uh, the expenses of of Libsyn and kind of the hosting of this podcast. So again, that's another achievement with uh the Patreon support, um, because obviously it does have costs, and it has it always has time costs, of course, which are not something you can really put a charge on. But the the hosts, the hosting costs, and the web costs, are, I guess, are the immediate costs. If if you could at least cover those, uh, that's a great thing to do. And we, we are now covering those costs, which is fabulous. So thank you very much for that. Um, a preview for my next guest. Remember, we're in kind of summer mode at the moment, so we're not 
broadcasting new guests every week. The next guest that's coming up is Miles Hudson. So uh, the next um, podcast guest is coming up on Monday, the 4th of June. Now, Miles, you remember me talking about Miles. He's one of the gentlemen that I'm working with for my New Writing North project. Um, as part of that project, uh, several writers have got websites built for them. They've had photos taken, professional author photos, a br- brilliant project. They've had a WordPress site built for them. I've done some work with them about kind of, you know, Twitter, Google, all the kind of digital stuff. Um, and I, I'm actually good to, inter- uh, good to interview both of my uh, both of the people that were involved with me on that project because they're so interesting. I want to share their stories with you. And Miles is the first of those interviews. That's running on the 4th of June. Before that, the next thing to drop into this podcast feed will be Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 103, and that will be on Saturday, the 2nd of June. So those are the dates for your diaries. Uh, I hope you have a fabulous week of writing. I need to get another 5,000 words written by the time I next speak to you of the diary so fingers crossed that will happen i'll be at the 50 percent stage the halfway through stage of draft one of so many lies which is very exciting particularly as i keep saying it only feels like five minutes ago that i would say to you i don't even know what this story is going to be yet so that feels like uh, another uh, small accomplishment for this particular indie author have a great week of writing i'll speak to you next saturday bye for now thanks for listening to paul's podcast diary Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.